And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Welcome to the Out of Limits of the Truth Radio Show. Outoflimitsradio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Today on our show, we have Vivian Chavat. She is a advanced Archerian hybrid, a multi-dimensional frequency healer, author, public speaker. Transvoic. You learn more about Vivian by going to her website at infinitehealingfromthestars.com. Vivian, welcome to our show. Thank you so much, Ryan. It's great to be here. Okay, thank you. Well, uh, I think the first question we want to have, know is what is an advanced Archerian hybrid? First of all, what is an Archerian hybrid and what is an advanced Archerian hybrid? <laughs> of course, great question. So let's start here. And to understand the word hybrid, in its sense is that the word hybrid has been used in so many ways. But in my particular case, what I mean by that, I use the word hybrid as a point of reference that from a perspective of when you look at me in this human form, I would, I am an nocturne being that has come into a holographic body, human form, so I can be here with you, with everyone on the planet. So when I say advanced is that I am an aspect of my Octurne avatar self. So that part of me is still back on in Octurus in our realm, as I am also coexisting here at the same time in this human form. So there's, there's different concept here when I say advanced hybrid. It's not just that some DNA added to my genetics. It's not, there's other predisposition that brought me here to the planet. If you understand who are the Arcturian, Ryan, you will understand that those very advanced already reached the level of ascension level master, intergalactic masters, they would not be able to be here in a physical form or physically on the planet at the level of a third density level of where we are. So there we have to find ways if we really want to come here and assist the ascension timeline and so I volunteered on the soul level to be here. And I chose to have a more advanced level as a conduit to bring my octurian frequency in my state of consciousness so I can be here and do the work directly on the planet instead of interacting from our ships or from, you know, wherever we are. So this is why I chose that way. So the advanced part of it is just that it's, not the regular or the understood hybrid part that we hear a lot about. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. So what I'm saying is that uh, we have the spirits, the spirits are infinite, you know, consciousness and that spirit, infinite consciousness resides within the body. And uh, I've been told many times, at least it comes to this basic understanding that the, you have the higher self and the higher self is the spirit, which incarnates multiple lifetimes in multiple physical forms. And I wonder, what is a comparable difference between the conscious level of an Arcturian of a, uh, compared to that of a human? Is there any comparable difference? Because is the spirit, when the spirit is not within the human body, 
when the spirit is not occupying the form, physical or non-physical, of that Archurian, is that spirit any less evolved? Is that spirit in the totality of its optimal um, you know, existence in the spirit, pure spirit's form, spirit form? That's a beautiful, complex question because you. you have to think the premise, are you very welcome? The premise of it, Ryan, is to feel like, of course, we're all multidimensional beings. We are holograms of multidimensional beings. So, of course, ultimately, all of us, regardless of point of originations, whether it's angelic, star seeds, you know, hybrids, ultimately, we all come from the source and we are a fragment, an aspect of us or our soul essence in the body. But to think about it is only 1% of that soul emanation from you, what we call a soul essence, that is in a physical form. Your other part is what we call your higher self or even your supreme self. You are in a pure form. And that's true for pretty much everyone. What I refer to here, Ryan, is that I am, I am a nocturian being who have chose to be inside of this form so I can have a conduit a very advanced conduit so I can do the level of work that I'm come to do. My work is more aligned with the future timeline in terms of where humanity is returning to. And to give you an example of this, one of the things that we want to really help people to return to eventually, consciously, is the complete sacred embodiment of their universal time matrix. And what it means is that we need to step out of the density of the third dimensional earth personality matrix so we can accept into a fifth dimensional more how could i say soul matrix embodiment and template so if you look at the evolution of dna uh, the, the original body template the return of the original human template it's part of the evolution so my role says instead of projecting an aspect or a soul emanation aspect of myself into a human body and with consciousness of who I am and being connected like more star seeds are, mm. I did more than that. Is my body was genetically engineered by these very advanced beings called the Octurians to allow myself to have a vessel, a body template, a vessel that is oscillating enough in the high realms of high frequencies and be just functioning enough so I can be in this density all at the same time. So that requires a high level of mastery to be able to do that. That's wild. an aspect of the difference here. See, I wonder what is the, um, it seems like, okay, so you come into this reality, this physical life incarnation, knowing right away that you are an Archurian, which is, uh, to cut everyone up to speed, it is another life form of being a species within the galaxy. So you come in yes. there as an Archurian, but then you also, as an Archurian, you go undergo the human form. I'm curious, what is the comparable difference between a higher self, which occupies the human body and has a previous connection to a past life as an Archurian, compared to what you are enduring, which is coming, having that higher self occupy the physical form of an Archurian, while at the same time occupying the physical form of a body, knowing that you're Archurian within the human body. It seems like you've got another element of complexity. Is there any comparable difference between, again, the spirit that occupies a human, knowing full well that they've had a past life as an Archurian, compared to you incarnating a current lifetime as an Archurian, also as a human being? 
You're bringing different concepts all overlapping once. First, the higher self is done in the body. What is in the body is an aspect of the higher self, which is very different. So if you look at even those who call themselves star seeds of connections, the Pleiadians, Syrians, Lyrans, and they remember that that's their point of soul group connections, it's only a fragment of their energy, it's a fragment of their consciousness that is in the body. You higher self coexists in the perfect divine state. So your your higher self is done in your body to begin with. That's number one. Number two, you mentioned about having a soul ancestry remembrance that maybe in a past life you were an Octurian, a Lyran, a Syrians, or even from you know, even more the celestial realms. There's a difference here because you may have brought with you at a soul level certain virtues remembrance qualities activations of that soul ancestry but nonetheless your body your physical body is attuned and made to be functioning in the density of this earth you are not a being that comes directly in a sudden form and you return into a lesser, denser form in order to help an entire planet to ascend. You have to feel the differences. It's very palpable. And yeah. so the level of how your reality, how you're going to be functioning in this field will be very different. And I encounter that a lot in my work. As I work, I do probably over hundreds of sessions per month with people from all over the world. And after time people come to me, I am an Octarian. I says, okay, let's define what it means in your reality. And there's a huge difference being a Pleiadians in a human form, an Octarian in a human form, versus I have a soul ancestry of a remembrance of a connection. Yeah, I, I, this, yeah I'm so glad you're going with this. How, how can we tell the difference? Because I think this is when, when we were talking last week, yes. I, I think I was curious, I was I'd say curious about that too. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if my the way I go about things in this lifetime is because of my particular birth sign. I'm, I'm born in a very um, distinctive sign, according to a couple of astrologers. But I don't know. I don't know if that's because I'm a train or because I'm just like I'm, I'm a weird guy. I don't know. I have no idea. Right, right. I mentioned when we talk, when we connect initially, you talk about it. If you are an Octarian star seed, mm -hmm. you would know already by now. It would be crystal really? clear. Oh yes, you would, you would feel it. You, you, you would get the communication. It will be part of who you are. It's a okay. state of beingness. There's no logic to analyze. It's more of a state of beingness. Now, without being said, it is very likely, Ryan, like like for in mm. your case, that you have worked or you're working in collaboration with the consciousness of the Octarians, which will make you more prone to them, more uh, attracted, having a sense of familiarity, feeling like it's, you know, you may be part of the collective, which makes sense. And we see that in many, many star, star groups on the planet, there are those who are part of collaborating, what I call point of contact on the planet. If you're part of a star group, believe me, everyone I speak with knows at the core level, it's been probably since you were young, after time there's memories, there's energy that comes, there's a sense of understanding that is in your being, you know that it's a part of you. If you're questioning yourself, well, am I Octrian? Am I Syrian? Am I Pleiadian? Then beyond the mind, I was asked to the, your art and your higher self, help me understand what is my connection that is the most 
important for me in this lifetime. Because there's, there's very different branches here. It's not all in one cut, cut, copy, paste, fit all. It's very unique to say that you can be, for example, in my, uh, as I am an Arcturian, I work a lot with the Andromedan, for example. I know that I have a soul ancestry with the Andromedan. That means that prior to this incarnation, maybe thousands of years ago, I may have been an, an Andromedan at some point. And the level of kinship, what I brought with me is I brought that level of ancestry that can feel that I still feel it. Well, I'm clear I'm not an, an, an Andromedan. I know I work with them. I have an affinity with them. That's very different here. Okay. Well, I, I, I love that answer. It was very, it was actually a very complex answer to a complex question. You answered it beautifully. Yeah. Well, some of these, there was a gentleman, I'll never forget a gentleman I remember hearing years ago. I forget Alex Collier. And I forgot, and he was talking about his experience communicating with Andromedans. And I'll never forget this one quote he had. He said, the love that you withhold is the pain that you carry. I, I love that quote so much. I've always thought about that. And when it comes to uh, the Arcturians or any other beings that are out there, I, quite frankly, I, I'd love to uh, engage with more people. And I think people who listen to our show are very open to it because as far as the human body goes, as far as human civilization goes, I don't know. I, I It's kind of weird and twisted. And moving on, from the perspective of the higher self, if the higher self occupies an Arcturian or it occupies an Andromeda or it occupies another physical or non-physical life form in this galaxy or a civilization that's more advanced, I imagine it does that because it wants to experience life within that. But if human beings were to say, to go through this ascension, if they were to become something that they are not, would that in essence deprive higher selves, other higher selves, from not having the experience of living in a Neanderthal-based species like humans? Because I don't think humans are very advanced in any capacity. I mean, we have these technological tools we can destroy ourselves, but I would never look at the human race as anything more than advanced. I'd look at it as very barbaric. But if the human race were to ascend, would that deprive other higher selves of having the experience of living in a Neanderthal type species as unique as humans? The good news to that, Ryan, is that your higher self is already whole and complete and has no need to learn lessons or be a star being in order to achieve. Your higher self is the divine part of you. So if you look at the earth human beings as a species, what you see, it's more of helping you to reverse the thought system of perceiving yourself as inferior, uninvolved, you know, with a lack of tools or, or understanding. This has been part of the programming that so many masters or advanced beings have returned to this earth to simply say, hey, look at us simply as a future model of who you are. You're simply forgotten a long time ago because of the descending into the egoic personality lower mind matrix that we are stepping outside this is why those wave of reawakening are so important this is exactly why i give as many interviews as i can to bring the message out there is to see that 
we see you as equal as we are, simply that we understand that you are a different state of evolution. If you look at any advanced enlightened star groups, like like the Arcturians or like the core aspect of the Andromedans or the Lyrans, thousands and millions of years of history and evolution, believe me, at some point, you know, there's been learning curve learn, there's been a level of evolution taking part. So I had a chance to communicate telepathically with the human being 400 years in the future. Your uh, future. Geez, what, are they, what are they like? It, my, they, my, like my, they look like you. They look it's like me. Oh, my goodness. Now, I'm sure there's a problem with the human population reproducing that. No, the, the men I spoke with was wonderful. He was wonderful. But what the point I'm making here, Ryan, is that if this human being 400 years in your future timeline, which is we know coexists, it's a reality right now. Mm-hmm. There's no linear time to begin with. It was simply to tap into the potential of the advanced human consciousness in that 400 years span to simply realize how much humanity will have the capacity to shift and return to their own original divine blueprint, to return to the celestial body template that you were made to be. And this is where we are. It's important to live more and more in your heart and to start to ask different questions. You can have different answers and understand these answers from a point of higher knowledge, not all mixed up information. There's too much bombardment right now, whether it's the UFO field, the spiritual community, there's a, there's a bombardment of information and that sometimes create more confusion. We said, go back to living by the essential. Get to know who you are. Discover your inner universe. This is what you need to be, not to be so distracted with everything going on around you, online, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, it is. Back, it's right? pretty crazy. And I, I'm glad that you you've spoke with human beings from the future and that, that things are okay because at this point in history it's uh it is i think it's completely sick i'll just say it flat out i in my lifetime i'm in my 40s i feel like humanity has rapidly devolved and you have the these this madness of the crowds that's only exacerbating getting much worse and i the people that I've come across with me on, I feel like I've come across some people that are very hungry, that are very hungry for, for knowledge. And those people that I come across, I don't come across many people like that, but I, I embrace them. And I'm always like, okay, like, let's explore. And for the life of me, I can't understand why more people don't want to do that. Cause I'm like, well, what is so cool about online stuff? Like when you see people in person and you explore and you, you add more to your consciousness is wonderful. There's um, two things I want to bring to your attention there was a gentleman named John Baines who wrote this book about the, called The Stellar Man. And I believe he was talking to you about uh, the optimal evolution for human beings, about expanding your consciousness and really kind of in, imploring more of your spirit within the body and being able to receive more particular messages. From where you are seeing right now, when you communicate with this human being from the future, did you ever get any kind of sense of how humans actually got out of this mess? Because as of right now, I feel like, this is, this is the darkest period in human history. And I feel like it's going to get so much worse before it ever gets better, if it gets better, because the, the people who are outside of this madness, this global uh, madness, I call it a global psychosis, 
I mean, we're looking around like we think the whole world's going crazy. So is there some kind of force that kind of comes in that, that, that joins the people who don't want to get wrapped up in the collective psychosis? Or does this collective psychosis, from your perspective, when you can feel, does this collapse upon itself? And once these you know, people that are in part of the darkness get out of the gene pool, then a new tree rises that is pure total consciousness. I'm curious. It's a good observation, Ryan, in a sense that right now it feels like everything feels so heavy, yeah. murky, blurry, intense. confusing. Yes, intense, very intense. And believe me, I feel it every day, even when I do my work. That's because one of the great thing about it is that humanity has entered an era, a historical era like never before. And it is quite a privilege to witness an entire civilization giving such an opportunity to rise back to their original plan, to their original state of consciousness. Like never before, a planet that has fallen such in the density <laughs> is giving a chance to return to the light. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I have communicated with the realms of light okay. in different ways. You have no idea. I mean, it's just the quantum field, the, uni the, the universal matrix is phenomenal, but the realms of light... It's it's the core essence of everything. And one thing I've been shown, I felt, I experienced is ultimately there's only the light. Okay. And none of this will matter. None. So what is really important to concentrate on is first consciously recognize that we are moving into historical changes, that we move shifting into a new era of consciousness. It means, Ryan, that the old ways of thinking, behaving on autopilot and going about obedience energies because tradition said mm. so, no longer apply. Good. We're I'm shifting, awesome. Right? Good. Yes. Yeah. Good. I like the old ways of doing things. You know, like in, on Earth, you celebrate Christmas once a year. We should celebrate Christmas like seven times a year. That's That's wonderful. Why can't we? I mean, I'm, I'm just that is an example. I mean, I'm sick of these old, old traditions. Like we should have some new traditions, do fun things. I mean, the yes, old ones are pretty cool, but other things, you know, it should be a lot more. What is that? It's a good point. I like, I love your energy. You said, why don't we have Christmas seven times a week? At, at yeah, a why not? I, I put exactly. Christmas lights up in my, I'm, well, I put Christmas lights up in my office, but when I had it in my old house, I was like, no, you can't have Christmas lights up 24 7. So I don't know. But it, it's, yeah, it's to re-identify, <laughs> to see where those even so-called tradition even came from. What is the understanding behind it? It's just being a program of generation, taught, yeah. teaching the next generation the same length. This is why yeah. everything seems to fall apart because we're getting out of this old structure, this old density matrix reality, this old conscious way, instinctual, more primal energy. We're finally rising into a higher level, being able to heal your body, being able to communicate with each other, being able to feel each other energy, understand each other, being able to live in harmony with our heart, who we are, getting our gifts back. This is where we're moving into. But that start today, right here, right now. How well, consciously I, are you living? Possibly. I think we should start right now. I just watched this interview. If you know with Dr. Stephen Greer by chance? I know of him. Okay. 
Dr. Greer, I'll give you that. I'm going to give you a long story short. He had a near-death experience and it's, his near-death experience is profound in ways that's very similar to some of the people we've had on the show. And he said, you know, all things come from one consciousness. And he was talking about why we haven't had a, you know, a direct communication with uh, extraterrestrial beings, why we haven't had this grand awakening. He said, well, if these beings suddenly appeared, one, you'd have a lot of people that would be worshiping them right away. And number two, you'd have the, you know, industrial complexes all try to get the world united in hatred against them and go to war with them and use that as a means of controlling people. So he's saying that the world's not particularly ready yet. I am thinking this. I, for the life of me, cannot understand why any extraterrestrial being or advanced civilization would want to do anything to help humanity. Because if I look, if I am from there and I see this uh, beings, if you observe from afar, we have weapons that could eliminate the planet. We don't treat the planet good. We don't treat other people good. We don't, they don't, we, we're not even united as one planet. I think we're like a planet on a scale of a planetary rating, like a zero. And I think we're like an existential threat to ourselves and other people. So I don't understand why, any extraterrestrial type of beings or other beings would want to help us, want to just kind of push us aside and let us kind of implode upon ourselves. Because I can't imagine that every civilization out there, every species out there is necessarily going to be constructive and peaceful. I mean, are they, is there like a self-destructive part? They see something in our species that we don't see because I see it like we're completely self-destructive. We destroy ourselves and we're destructive to other people, other species. Well, I appreciate your perspective. That's only yeah. very much one side of a very complex prism of light. It's a it's a it's a very narrow 3D, if I may say so, perspective yeah. of human okay. beings. If you look what you just should carry within you, within your genetics, your DNA, the gene pool of so many intergalactic beings is there, the potential that has been deactivated and put dormant for so long. And if you look at the true history of the Earth, I mean, even the time of Atlantis and Lemuria, you know that the human beings were a race of peaceful people, advanced, living in harmony with Creator, living in harmony with life. If you have to think about where those weapons and those technologies so come from, what is the true source of it? What was it introduced to the earth? For what purposes? That's what I'm saying. You have to start to ask yourself different questions and allowing different parts of you asking those questions. So you need to get out of the lower programmed 3D mind. It's more instinctual primal energy and ask, if I am part of the one mind, the singularity mind of the creator of all there is, and I am and I accept that I am a fractal, a holographic fractal of a multidimensional being. It's only a fractal of me being here in this human, earth human form. Then what else is possible? What else is there about me? And this is why we call it the reversal of thought system. Okay. And this is part of what we do right now. It's helping people to remember, to realign themselves so they can be, again, the embodiment of all that I am to your I am presence. And you start to understand much more to the equation. And it's like, I like to use my prism of light. We're not looking at you just from the base. We're looking at you. Yes, it's a beautiful one. Mm. We're looking at you from the multifaceted aspect that you really are. So again, what else there is about you? 
This is why it is important to live consciously every day. How you affect others, how you talk about yourself, how you affect your body's health, how you affect the environment. When you're in a store, how you can f- affect others, people, energy, everything. We need to come back to understand, hey, I am a divine aspect of, of light. And from that aspect, I chose to have another expression, it's called Octurian, or I chose another expression called Syrian, or I chose an aspect called Earth Angel, and I've come here to anchor those frequencies of light to help this great reawakening. And ultimately, this is what it is about, a great reawakening. Well, I'm down. I think it'd be wonderful if I have a, to have a great reawakening as uh, something wonderful hopefully should happen soon. I mean, we only have time for a few more questions and I'll try to make these uh, on the more simple side instead of like the 10 part question, maybe just a, a seven part question. <laughs> the first one is what are the Arturians like? I mean, visually speaking, what do they look like? Do they, uh, what do they like to do for fun? How tall are they? I mean, do, what, what, what do we do for one until do they eat human beings? Or do they, I don't know, what are they, are they, are they cool? Or what are they like? I'm just curious. You would love them. They're so uh, very loving. They're great masters. I call them, they're like Zen masters. They're really awesome. powerful. Yeah, really awesome. Here's the thing, Ryan. I will yeah. speak of them according to my experience and how I feel and how I see myself. What is really fun, a little fun fact, is that as of lately, as I am shifting more and more into the the frequency of my Arcturian self, when I do when I do activation workshop or lecture in public during conferences, it has come to my attention that more and more people who are awakening to their gifts are able to perceive my Arcturian self. Now, I'll tell you something fun. Just a few months ago, not many years ago, just a few months ago, I was in Sedona for a conference and I was doing a sacred activation, the heart diamond activation with the Octurians, the Lyrans, and the Pleiadians. We form a sacred triangle in the room. There was about 250 people in the room. And after the activation, I have people who I never met in my life came to me, says, Vivian, I'm a psychic, or I'm a medium, or I'm a medical intuitive. And during the activation, your body become translucent, and I could see you shifting into a 10 feet tall being. And I said, oh, you saw my Octarian part of myself. So and awesome. this is becoming more attuned. That tells you how much people are shifting. So what do the Octarians look like? To what we see when I go on board a ship, when I interact with my father, my delegations, we are overall very tall beings, tall and lanky. We're humanoid form. We have one head, a torso, arms, legs, okay, humanoid form. We're very tall. I'm about 10 feet tall. Father's about 12 feet tall. And then there's some variation. But usually, we're very tall beings. And... Our eyes, we have no air whatsoever. No air. Okay. So Wait, you're not no hair? No, we have no yeah, air. Yeah, I, I'm losing my hair. And that's why I always just, that's why I assume I had the Arcturian connection. It's makes you good. No. It's just, that's different. So that's something uh, different we can talk okay. about, but not that. But thank you. <laughs> There's a grace about us. When you're in the presence of an Arcturian, when you are truly in the presence of an Arcturian, you'll know it, you feel it. There's a grace. There's a presence that has no equal. 
there's no way to mistake us for any other beings out there. And especially not the grays. And only people who have fear of lower consciousness will say that. But you Arcturians are millions of years old, very advanced. They are, it's working in a level of intelligence and cosmic level that is just transcending. Their eyes have so much depth to them, so much love. They carry, I feel like they carry the love of the creator in their eyes. It's spectacular. Did they look, like, like, uh, they, they look like James Cameron's mm-hmm. avatar? Remember that James Cameron avatar? Oh, no, no. We're not cat people. We don't, we oh. don't have pointed ears like that. We don't have hairs or features. No, no. I see what you mean, though. But no, we're not. We don't look like that. Um, but it's just more than their look. It's the experience they emanate. It's the energy that they convey. They're such... They're such level of masters. They really are masters of what they do. And one of the things I love the most about them is that they're helping so many own worlds in different parts of the multiverse. We're like teachers and helpers and healers on wheels. We travel in our ship everywhere to help many other own worlds to evolve, ascend, heal reach the next level of their soul evolution and that is such a great um it brings so much joy to do that this is awesome where do you sign up to become the you know, to join the to join i mean this is wonderful i you know i don't you know, I, who the hell wants to sit in front of a desk all day and and you know do paperwork this is fun can people sign up is there a way to people for people to connect with our journeys and say hey like do they all right, this is going to sound like a really stupid question. I'll say that anyway. <laughs> Sometimes, That's a good it, question. Well, wait, wait, this thing is like in the U.S., they, they have this thing where they have student exchanges where, you know, you you, you go and you, you hang out for a couple months and then they send someone and they hang out. You can, Is there any way you can, um, do, can people directly connect with their trans and say, hey, by the way, you know, I'd like to hang out. You know, can we just, can we learn from each other? How do you develop and start facilitating that relationship? Yes, the answer is yes. How to do this? Mm-hmm. self-esteem trust in yourself clear the baggage of the past clear the limiting belief system clear what really gets you in the way that may get gives you an impression an illusionary impression of being lower than and start living truly living in the centeredness of your being to your heart because when you want to communicate with an advanced being such as an octorians mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Ryan, is that all part of it needs to be aligned because they're going to feel it. They see it. When you send a thought, say, hey, my intention is to connect, but my heart tells me I may not be good enough to do that. But that's what what happens is that it creates filters. You're no longer in the same frequency. You're no longer in the same vibrational field. The more you do the work, do spiritual work, meditate, breathe, Heal the past, let go of attachments. You're yeah. opening your own micro tunnel of communication. Did you know? Did you know that your nervous systems are like gateways of light that connects you to the multiverse? Yeah. So calming the nervous system, being able to be attuned and reach the level of inner peace with yourself, not the world, yourself, your inner universe. Okay. I work I, with people from different cultures, and sometimes one belief system stands in the way 
I've been working with this beautiful woman from uh, from India, and she was thought as a child that she has too many hair, her hair is too thick, too long, too beautiful, she should be ashamed. And that has been creating so much barrier for her. And we're working with her to liberate, reverse that thought system, heal and reconcile that aspect. And the doors are opening. It's phenomenal how much is blossoming. That will give her an opportunity to communicate much more easier. That's just an example of this. Okay. From the human being perspective, let's say basic human perspective, can um, in religions or places of worship, there's usually a deity or a visual that people put on and they, they focus their energy on that. And they say, okay, I will commit my energy to this particular being, and this is a visualization of that. If people want to communicate with our trans, say, for example, because we're, we're hardwired as human beings to do this, because a lot of us, I think who are out here, some, some of the group, I mean, I came from organized religion, but can, um, is there a visual that people can focus their time and energy on? And on top of that, I'm going to hold that for the first question. Is there a particular frequency that we can listen to? Because I love listening to these, um, if I can, these the chakra meditations or these, um, you know, I like listening to a delta or something that's really low or something that's got, that's got this very beautiful beat to it and kind of a line to it. I love doing that. I feel like when I do that, it kind of it kind of sinks me up. So I'm wondering, is there is there a visualization we can see to connect with the Arcturians? And is there a certain frequency of sound that we can listen to, focus our energy on in order to become aligned as opposed to just starting from nothing and trying to, you know, kind of, you know, shoot and hopefully hit the target? Mm. It's a great question. I like the Thank visuals you. you're providing. If oh, you're absolutely Ryan, Thank if you. you need a visual, sometimes people use the Merkaba on the sacred dimensional vehicle of light. You can visualize yourself entering into a Merkaba of light, and within the Merkaba, to feel that you're healing, releasing three D attachments, worries, mental thoughts. To feel that you simply listen to the the song of your heart. And then from there in the Merkaba of light, it brings you more into a fifth dimensional alignment. And so now I wish, I have a desire to communicate or connect to a nocturian being or an Andromedan or my, you know, my angelic beings. And really to feel it is ultimately is you need to come back to the heart. I know that one technique I like to use all the time for clients, it's a technique I learned from the Heart Mat Institute of California when I became a coach with them. Mm -hmm. And it's called a heart-focused breathing technique, which is also built resilience, clear the mind, being able to bring yourself more into groundness. And it's really about, in a simple words, very shortly, it's imagining that you are redirecting the flow of your breath to your heart center to open the Taurus feel of your heart. And then you, you breathe in light to your heart and you exhaling to your heart, expanding the light to this beautiful Taurus feel or the energetic field of your heart. And then you stay in that energy to be able to clear omnipresence of stress, mental anxiety, feeling scattered, feeling ungrounded, or whatever needs, whatever's going on. By using this technique, it has helped many, many of my clients to have something tangible to work from. And what happened is that over time with practice and dedication, you're going to be able to stabilize 
your own vibrational feel how much you are at what level are you your frequencies are are you all over the place are you still in your mind so much busy in the mental field that your stomach hurts because you can't longer digest those energies it helps to redirect that focal point and i personally like theta state so if you want to listen to frequency theta theta it's a beautiful it's the state of the lucid dreaming Okay. Okay. It doesn't mean you have to fall asleep and dream. It's just telling you that theta state opens up so much, and I can feel even the activation of neural pathways. The theta state is the state I use in acoustic sound when I do healing on people, especially in person. I will put the acoustic theta sound on, and what happens? It calms the mind and the body like there's no tomorrow. And he helps yeah. it facilitate the, the client to get her out of body, get in touch with her higher self, being able to feel the presence of the Octarians. It opens up doors. So this is why personally, I really like that state. Okay. I'm glad you said that. And I have um, one of my most beloved friends. She's, she uses a lot of crystals and I saw they had quartz. So is are there any types of crystals or stones that people should also utilize in order to help themselves become an alignment. Are there any particular oils? I always like to, I like to take lavender oil and put it over my, um, my third eye. I like to put it behind my ears right. as well. Yes. So I don't know yes. if there, there any, um, are there any particular oils or stones that you recommend that would be helpful for this process? Great question. Absolutely. I personally use a rose oil that I put yeah. around my heart center. I love rose oil. I also love amethyst, beautiful amethyst yes. stone. Citrine is a powerful healer. It's also a really powerful, um, it, it, it's a stone that really generates lots of energy. So I like that. Labrotorite, it's called the Merlin stone. It's a very enlightened stone. I always have Labrotorite everywhere. You can see the big piece right behind me on my desk, the pointed one. Mm-hmm. That's a big Labrotorite piece. So I miss this Labrotorite. I love citrine. Well, I'll tell you, communicating mm-hmm. clear quartz, the clear purest quartz. you can get. That's, I uh, love that one. And then also, are there any particular colors that you utilize? I, I love the color blue. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with the color blue. Is that have any kind of frequency or is there any other, are there any type of colors that you surround yourself with that have a good frequency that connects to the trains? Absolutely. So that tells me you already attune without you, you realizing it. The color blue or the mm. rays and uh, the blue ray, it's a powerful color frequency that many stars, star group utilize. Octarians, when they open their portals, and believe me, they do that all the time in my house, it's going to be either a deep royal blue, sometimes it's going to be a little bit of gold energy to it, or mm. even has some purple high level of purple or violet color they will come so the blue energies it's a very powerful frequency it is also associated with the first ray of creation to the sacred blue sapphire flame so it's a very high uh it's a high color frequency i use it a lot myself too awesome this is wonderful so i I think you provide so much information how we can directly communicate and um Maybe I'll just have one or more questions. Is there anything about the Arturians that, that that kind of drive you crazy? Do they ever come up and show up at the wrong times and, you know, just, just bother you and say, listen, I'm doing your work, but can you give me a break? Is there anything about them that... 
<laughs> That's brilliant. Never, <laughs> never was I asked this question. Okay. Thanks. It's so refreshing. I mean, I love I'm just curious, you know, I'm just curious. Are they driving, you know, they're all like, oh, you know, we're here to protect the earth. It's like, well, you know, how about, you know, I'm in the middle of watching my TV series, you know, how about let me watch it and then, you know, we'll do the enlightenment later, you know? I don't need this 24 seven. I'm just curious. You know, I, I can't imagine that all beings all the time are perfect. I, I know for a fact that I've been known, you know, to drive one or two people a little nuts. You're amazing. Let me Thank tell you. you. And that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to illustrate another difference in terms of what I mean by I'm a nocturnal being. They are my people. This is my core essence. I am much more comfortable within the Arcturian energy and culture than I am here on earth among humans. And of course, you know, I eat chocolate, I go out, I, I like movies, I eat popcorn. I've learned to adapt at how to live here. But what nurture my soul and nurture my being and makes me happy and joyful is when I'm around my people. So for me, it's the other way around. Is hey, oh. you're not enough around me. Where are you? That's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. You got to find your people. And you know, I can tell you this, Vivian, people who listen to our show i mean we're all kind of you know looking for our people because we see the world going nuts i'm like where are our people because if you find someone on earth and you talk to them and you know you have a conversation with them say hey by the way i am pro peace and i don't want to harm anyone else it's like wow you know it's just incredible because that there's nothing going on yes but, uh, i want to thank you so much for being with us today i loved your answers they were rich you're beautiful and the frequency was, was beautiful you can learn more about Vivian by going to her website at infinitehealingfromthestars.com. Uh, on there, she's a podcast, she's got several events, have wonderful videos. You can do sessions with Vivian and uh, hopefully connect with her too. Especially if you're in Arturia, you got to connect with Vivian because, again, you know, you make her very happy when you're in Arturia and you connect with her. So, Vivian, thank you so much for being with us. Ryan, thank you. It's absolutely a pleasure. You are amazing. I love your energy. You as too. Well. Too. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guest, and special thanks as always to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dallas, and our social producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace. Love and beers. Take care and thank you so much for listening.